episode 93. Now you're telling me? Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And I am excited because tonight we are going to talk about sexual intimacy, which is something we haven't talked about in a while. Oh, I thought you were just laughing because you were doing like these stretching exercises before your oh, intro my, and you're my, like pumping up your muscles or something. My big gains. Is that what you're calling it these days? Yeah, I'm trying. Well, Tony's starting to train for this fitness or physique competition. And so um, I have to laugh because he comes to the table every night with like not a, every night. Okay. Most nights with a large stainless steel bowl full of all kinds of vegetables and his protein. And, and the first night he did it, I just looked over and I'm like, honey, is it, is it feeding time at the zoo? Because any of you that have gone to the zoo when they do feeding time, you know, animals have these big stainless steel bowls and they put all the fruits and vegetables in there and it's full and you know, they go in and the animals devour it. Well, that's what it looks like in my house. At right. And, and here's something I want to say to all of you out there. I went from about 155 when I was at my lowest, when I was into my hardcore cycling, to I am now weighing in at about 172, 173-ish. And I will have to say the last, I don't know, handful of weeks, and maybe not a handful, but maybe the last two to three weeks, when I am making love to Elisa, there is one thing that I get out of her now. I mean, she will look at me and she'll be like, dang, your arms are bigger than your chest. It's like, It's noticeable. Wow. It's noticeable. I got to say, I dig that. Hey, you, you, you know what? Call me vain. I'm working on a body that God gave me. And if my wife digs it, it gets me all more, all the more riled up to know that. Yeah, it is pretty funny because when he first told me he was doing this, um, he started showing me some pictures of these guys. Some of them are younger than he's going to be. Some, most of them are Okay, younger. so most of the pictures that he showed me were guys that were younger and they're... Let's just put it this way. I will be competing big. in the Masters 35 plus division. Most of the guys that I'm looking at... That makes I, you sound so old when they stick the Masters in front of it. I mean, that's... It's ridiculous. Yeah. Many of the guys I'm looking at because I want to just figure out, okay, what do I need to gain to get to where they are? Mm-hmm. I mean... You're talking about guys that are like 24 to 30-ish. Okay. They were big. I mean, these guys, you know, very big. Defined. Defined. Big. They were they were just yeah. a lot bigger than you have ever been. Right. And um, I remember looking at these guys going, I- I'm I'm not so sure about this. Uh, I'm not necessarily, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I will say, you know, partly because Tony's, all the physical, not all the physical activity, but most of the physical activity Tony has done in our marriage has revolved around cycling. So he's always had these. Or endurance sports. Right. So we're not really bulking up any, you know, like muscles. You know, you're not ever, you've never been like bodybuilding or. Upper body. Upper body. It's always been your legs. Right. Because of the endurance. And I have to say, I'm incredibly vain about your legs too, because you have great legs and, you know, people joke about the fact that you shave your legs and I'm like, you know what? I like his legs shaved. I can't imagine them all hairy. All hairy. Cause you've got great legs. Harry would just hide them. And so now we're, you know, he's working on the upper body thing and I'm, I'm actually very surprised, but I'm digging it. His, you know, arms and shoulders are getting a lot bigger. His chest is getting bigger and you know, he looks good. He looks good. It's, it's surprising me that I'm enjoying this process. I thought you looked good before, but you definitely, you know, I'm filling out more. I'm looking yeah. healthy. Yeah. Overall. Just balanced. Balance. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, that's been fun. It's causing a lot of hiccups for me at times though, because I am tired. I'm just been tired lately, period. I do not know why this weekend. Lisa was away on a women's retreat. And when I have the kids, for some reason, I sleep, I sleep well. Anyways, I don't, I don't hear her much. So Friday night, I, all the kids slept in on Saturday. I slept in. It was like nine hours of sleep. Are you kidding me? me? The kids slept in? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> last night, so Saturday night, you know, Abby came in earlier this morning, about 6.30-ish to start bothering us, but we didn't really move out of bed until about 7.30, which was still a good eight hours of sleeping for wow. me. So it was nice. And I know you had a good time with all your girls up there. It was an amazing time. and We'll talk about it. Um 
but Elisa did talk. Did I did speak. speak. So. And um, the topic of the, the women's retreat, it was called loss and found. And so there were six of us speakers um, talking about various loss that we've experienced in our life and where we found God through that and what, what have been the blessings because of them, because of that storm, because of that loss. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just briefly on that, it was one of those things when I was invited to speak, when I opened the letter and read the invitation, I instantly knew that I was being called to speak about Andrew's death. And, um, it was, you know, one of those things that I, I actually wrestled with because obviously I've shared with all of you, those of you that have listened to that podcast where we talk about it in depth. Um, I know that that's been, which is number four, is it four. Um, you know, so I've shared it. I've shared it one-on-one with a lot of women. Uh, I've shared it on the podcast, which we know it's, that's actually one of the most popular or most downloaded podcasts but this was the first time sharing in front of a live audience and there were 60 women there and um, I realized a number of things preparing for that one is how many blessings have come out of Andrew's life. Um, Not just Abby who was the child, the prayed for child after Andrew, but the fact that I have been able to speak to so many, the fact that one extraordinary marriage became a platform where we could reach so many to talk about child loss and the fact that one even happened mm-hmm. because the statistics say that between 20 and 40% of all couples that experience child loss end up in divorce because they can't find their way out of that dark hole at any, at any stage. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, I was sitting there, you know, preparing this talk and realizing, Oh my gosh, not only did we buck the odds, but we've gone so far as to develop this ministry that helps other couples deal with the day-to-day marriage stuff. And all of that happened after Andrew. Mm-hmm. And it's got his fingerprints all over it. And um, felt incredibly blessed to be able to share the story. It was a phenomenal weekend. And we will definitely talk more about some of the things that came out of the weekend, just observations and, and whatnot. Um, but, you know, Tony and I had a conversation earlier this week, and so he definitely wants to talk about sex tonight. Plus, I've been gone for three days, and so, you know, you know what's on his mind. Um, I, I just want to bring up one thing, too. Since the death of Andrew, that's been six years now. Almost seven. It'll be seven in December. It'll be seven in December. So realize if you're going through a difficult time right now in your marriage, it could possibly be because of a death of a child. It could be financial woes. It could be depression it could be you're losing your house i mean there's a number of things that could be hindering your marriage realize it takes time it does take time to come out of Uh it and if you force yourself that this there is no there's nothing else there's no other way i would i really want you to second guess yourself and think about what you're doing. What do you mean there's no other way? Well, when I was in that dark hole with Andrew and what was happening, it would have been very easy just to go, this is it, this is done, I'm leaving. Okay. And you're not going to see what God has in store for you if you just do that. Mm -hmm. You know, take some deep breaths, walk away from the situation. Not the relationship. Not the relationship, but walk away from that situation. Take a break, go for a stroll, you know, talk to some trusted advisors or people around you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, somebody, I was talking with someone this weekend and I said, you know what, if you had told me seven years ago when I was sitting in that hospital room, listening to another baby on the floor cry that my life was going to go where, you know, where it's been in the last seven years, I, w- I would have laughed in your face. Mm-hmm. I would have said there, there is no way that life is, you know, that life is ever going to be good again. Right. Because for a period of time, that's where I was. It was dark Mm -hmm. and you know, we clawed our way out. God gave us a child that was going to ask a million and one questions about heaven and her brother there and why it's not fair that he got to go there first. And 
you know, she was going to go up to complete strangers and let them know that she's got a brother in heaven and, you know, make their jaws drop on the ground, which actually just entertains me to no end when she does that. Um, I love when somebody that she doesn't know says, well, how many brothers or sisters do you have? And she does this really cute little smirk and she's like, I've got Alex who's here and baby Andrew who's in heaven. And she just dares them to say something else. Yeah. And they're stunned. Um, but like you said, a lot of good has come out of it. It's been, you know, not, not that I'd necessarily want to relive that experience, but I wouldn't trade his life and what we went through because we wouldn't be where we are today at this point in our marriage with the strength that our marriage has. We would not have this podcast. This would have never happened. Mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly believe that we would have never gotten to this point to where we're counseling and not counseling, but sharing with other couples. Had we not been in such a Valley that we had to come up out of. Right. And and to transition though, into our sexual intimacy, which is, let's see how he does the segue here, which is, which is what we're talking about this week Uh is sexual intimacy. The oral sex that Elise and I have had recently in our recent past is a testament to that, would you say? I mean, we've come out of those those difficult times, have engaged each other, right? Yeah. In in all forms of intimacy, mm-hmm. which has allowed us to have a very high, a very enjoyable, a very um, just intense sexual intimacy. Yes, yes. I mean, the the sex is better now than it's ever been, right? Without a doubt, without a doubt. And and the reason I bring up the oral stuff is because this past week, it it was interesting. And and Elise and I have talked about this before that we we do enjoy Elise, me performing on Elisa much more than vice versa. It's it's what it is. Uh, I live with that. There are times when I'm aggravated by it, but I speak up, I talk, and I let Elisa know that. But it, I'm gonna, I'm just talking to the guys here. I don't ever let that bother me completely you know it's not something i dwell on and just be like my goodness lisa why don't you do this right you bring it to my attention because it's it's not something i particularly enjoy Enjoy. yeah and tony knows that we've discussed it i'm not opposed to doing it i just don't particularly enjoy it so it's not my first like oh let's do this honey every once in a while i will do that but it's like a blue moon type of thing and um totally lost my train of thought here i don't know we're talking about oral sex yeah (laughs) not enjoying it not enjoying it oh i know i was going as far as letting it bother you um but i'm not i I don't take it personally when he brings it up and says hey you know i wouldn't mind if you took care of this for me and i'm like okay you know what all right if you bring it up uh, it's fine because he's not letting it get to the point where he's like good grief lady would you please you know, could you do something for the man? Um, you know, and I appreciate that, that we're at a point in time in our communication where he's just like, honey, you know, it'd be nice. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big deal that in your relationship, if there are things that you enjoy, he never forces me to have, to perform oral sex. And I want to be very, very clear about that. When he mentions that he would like it, and I choose to do it. It is, I am not being forced. He's not holding it over my head that I don't. Yeah. And, and if she, if she chooses not to that evening or that day, it, it's, it's a done deal. It's not something I would bring up, you know, over and over and over, over and again. over again until the next time we have sex. You know, this isn't something that I hold over her and Lord over her and be like, my goodness, yeah. what you can just do this one. No, it's just, you know what? I would enjoy that. If she does it, it's cool. If not, I personally just move on. There's much right. there's much more enjoyment. Well, we have enjoyment anyways. And so to bring that up is really degrading the relationship. And so to me, it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. So if you are the type of person who's doing that, you need to think twice. Because it's usually the problem is is that it's not happening, and then you're bringing it up over and over again. Your spouse gets sick and tired of hearing it, 
and then they just turn off completely and don't want to have sex with you or make love to you. Well, yeah, because then you become a nag and then they just punish you by not doing whatever it is that you're asking for. So anyways, we were this week twice, both times on our, on our intimacy lifestyle days, Mm -hmm. both times one, one night, obviously Elisa had to take the lead and I did. We'll talk about that. And, but both nights we had oral sex Uh and it was very interesting because this is something that I think a lot of couples don't feel comfortable with. It's not something that many couples will talk to you about at all. And some I mean, of you may have already turned us off once you figured out that we were, what we were talking about tonight. Yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> but you know what? It is something that over the 15 years that Elise and I have been married, we have done. Mm-hmm. And I'll say early on, it was it was horrible. It, it Both ways, it was horrible. It, it didn't understand it probably didn't. For me, as a guy, I didn't understand the clitoris, the G-spot, what's what, how to entice it, how to do something with it. Okay, I'm just laughing because, you know, the whole clitoris thing, going back to the Shirley Valentine, like I can see Shirley Valentine, what we talked about last week, and I'm, okay, sorry. It was just, okay, go ahead. So. Female anatomy. Female anatomy. But also, mention the book that you read some years back. Oh my gosh, there's this amazing book and I'll... Uh, we'll link up to We'll that link one. up to it. It's called Taking Charge of Your Fertility. And, you know, it was a book that an acupuncturist recommended to me. I was not trying to get pregnant or not get pregnant. It was just, um, although there's much information in the book about charting, you know, your te- basal temperature and all that kind of stuff. But what it really helped me understand was all of the physical changes that your body females go through during their cycle. And so it gave me revelation into, you know, mucus discharge when you're getting close to ovulation and why that happens and why, you know, sometimes during the month you have higher levels of arousal based on what your hormones are doing and, you know, just all of the physical changes. And that really helped Tony and I understand how to relate to one another during my cycle. Because let's face it, you know, ladies, at different points in time, you have different levels of sexual arousal. Right. But also for you, there are just certain times of the month where oral sex really is not. Yeah. There's times I'm like desirable. "Uh, No, not interested. And other times where I'm like, bring it on. Right. We we just had that week. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we are in the cycle. Um, But But it's important to know that as a couple and it's important to be able to say, you know what? Not tonight, honey. Like uh, don't go down there. I'm not interested and not have Tony take that as a personal, like, are you rejecting me? Because we've talked about it so much. It's like, no, I, he just like, all right, well I'm not, you know, we'll do something else. Um, but what he's, what he's really getting at and where the topic, uh, the title comes from tonight. Now you're telling me as we were sitting in bed, was it after? No, mm-hmm. was it, not, oh, it was after. Yeah, it was after. It was. I, I think it was the first first night. night. And so week. we get to talking about oral sex, and yeah, I mean we've been married 15 years. We've been together 17. And I said, well, you know, can I tell you something? And he's looking at me like, oh, what? I said, well, can I tell you something about an ex? Okay, how many years has it been since I had an ex boyfriend? I mean, a gazillion almost. 18. 19. <laughs> okay, he is keeping track. <laughs> so I explained to him that I had had oral sex with this ex-boyfriend and it was horrendous. I was just like, what, what is the point of this? You know, like why in the world, why do people do this? Uh, I, like it was so not enjoyable that I was completely baffled why on earth it had such a big, you know, talking about. And so we're, we're sitting there and he's like, oh my gosh. He goes, well, that explains, you know, probably the first 10 years of our marriage. And we had never talked to one. We don't really talk about our exes that much. Um, you know, I visually know who Tony's last girlfriend was before me because he was dating her when we met. Um, but it's not like they have contact. You do have contact with Sarah, but she is a friend from, you know, I mean, yeah, I, we're, I'm friends with her. There's nothing yeah. there that, 
And I have no contact with any of my ex-boyfriends. I'm not even friends with them on Facebook. We've talked about the boundaries. That's a boundary that I don't cross. Um, but this whole oral sex conversation came out of the fact that I had never discussed, we had never discussed oral sex in that way of saying, you know, what's been your experience mm-hmm. besides me? And yes, that does mean that we had sex with other people before having sex with one another. Yeah, we've talked about that. We've talked about that. But in case you're trying to put all the numbers together, that's what that means. Um, but having that conversation was an aha moment 15 years into our marriage. Yeah, it really was. I, I was sort of taken aback because for myself, really over the last hand, and I keep saying handful of years, but it's not, it's, it's actually in the last two to three years, maybe the oral sex has really gotten heightened in our lovemaking. Mm-hmm. And to the point of, I mean, I can, I can just sense this growing desire within Elisa. It, to me as a husband, it's awesome to be able to do this for her. I, I really do. It's, it's sort of like, wow, I am giving her this gift. Mm-hmm. And, and I enjoy it as well. But as we were lying there and she brought this up to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, why had we not talked about this sooner? What, what was stopping us from talking about it? And I think what we said early in the podcast was that you don't find many people talking about this. And because you don't find many couples out there, even those prominently out there talking about marriage and how to keep your marriage together and how to, you know, enhance your marriage. They don't talk about oral sex. They may talk about sex a little bit, but they won't dive into the oral sex region of this. Mm -hmm. And it really got me to go, you know what? There are probably people out there just like us, maybe, you know, same area, been married as long as us, maybe younger, maybe older, but you never had the conversations. Right. And if you don't have these conversations, then you're not going to know what your spouse enjoys or why or why not. See, if I would have known years and years ago that Elisa had a bad experience with this, with oral sex, I would have been able to talk to her more about it and not have this shrouded mystery. Well, and I think part of it too you know, and it was one of the things the ladies and I talked about a lot about this weekend is that sometimes it's just a matter of timing. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know years ago that we were, we had the communication skills to be able to have that conversation and not have it be, what do you mean? You you know, what did you do with an ex? You, You know, and have it be more of an accusatory, like, why are you telling me this? I don't want to know what you did with your ex boyfriend. You know, and we're at a point in time in our marriage where that's no threat. We're we're on such solid ground right now that to bring that up is not the whole like, oh, you did what? Right. You know, and so I think I think part of it's timing. I think part of it's you know going through our sixty days, what we've been through for the last couple of years, just working on making the intimacy a priority has, I mean, our communication skills, I th- and I think you'd agree with me 100%, we are light years away from where we were in the early years of our marriage. Oh, yeah. I and mean, we have conversations now. Yeah. You know, besides, what do you want to have for dinner? Or are we going out with the friends on Friday night? Or, you well, know, what are we watching on TV? Don't bring up the dinner thing. Don't go there. I know you only had three choices. It was a short conversation. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying okay. now, though, it... it the difference though now is when you have little munchkins that are constantly interrupting when we are trying to have a conversation yeah. that does get old and annoying and does get frustrating. Right. But when we, and, and, and it's not like we're talking about our sexual intimacy when the kids are around, <laughs> but when we are trying to have other types of conversation, the day to day stuff, it does get a little hard as many of you know. Yes. And, you know, so you have to make time to have those conversations. I mean, we were lying in bed and mm-hmm. and, and I don't willing. know what prompted me. I, I honestly don't know why this week of all weeks, I just said, you know what? I got to tell you something. Mm-hmm. 
you know? And I even asked him, I'm like, okay, it's about an ex. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah. And he could have said no. And I would have been like, oh, okay. Well, then I opened up with you on my little fantasy thingy. Oh, yeah. So I, okay, you guys know I love to shop at the thrift stores and the consignment shops, right? And so I found this pair of boots, great pair of boots. And I bring them. All for? $10. And, you know, nice heels, you know, beautiful. They're just, they were great boots. They are great boots. And so I bring them home and um, I'm wearing them. And Tony's like, wow. Those would be really good with nothing else on. <laughs> and I just but looked at that's him. My, like, that's my little hint. Yeah, it's subtle, isn't he? You know, like in case you were wondering. So, you know, my nights to initiate come up and I'm like, okay, I, I don't, I so don't get the like heels and nothing else thing, but he has turned into the shoe man who loves heels and just has, and I've never done this before, but he's working what? on the computer. You didn't go to the shoe man. What was that? Oh, well, just the fact that you love shoes now. I'm like, my heels, you're just, you Yeah, know. well, th- yeah, it's not any shoe. No, it's heels. Yeah. It's I mean, heels. Have, like, I've got a pair of black sandals that I, you know, even though they're not in the least bit, well, okay, they're a little bit comfortable, but not for a very long period of time. Which ones? The black ones. The ones that you love. Oh, yes, the black ones. The yes. black ones. I can't get rid of them because he loves those you shoes. You try to get rid of them. I did, and you... Yeah. I nixed that one. I'm like, no, 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 no. The thing is, I don't, I enjoy wearing heels because I already have long legs. And so I get the extra, you know, two or three inches and it's just legs from here to there. But, um, so he's working on the computer Thursday night and I'm like, okay, you know, it's my night to initiate. So I come in, light the candles, light the candles, light the candles. He's still on the computer. I keep thinking he's going to walk in. Nope. He doesn't walk in. Um, I put the boots on, take everything else off and he still hasn't come in. So I'm like, okay, seriously, <laughs> I don't want to like walk down the hallway because now I've got the boots on. And so, you know, it's going to ruin my setup. Your here. cover up there. Yeah. So, you know, thank goodness for the smartphones. And yes, you did hear me say this um, because I went and sent him a message on Facebook. Hey, I think it's time for you to come to bed. And then there no response. So I sent him an email. Are, are you coming to bed? Like, can you, can you come in here? So he walks in. Oh, and, and that's my that That's your. Oh. <laughs> did, you, did you forget how this podcast works? We go back and uh, forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, and that I was kind of your gonna, setup. Like oh. I, I set yeah. the scene. Yeah. So I, I walk in and lo and behold, Elisa's wearing these awesome boots. And she just looked lovely as always. And it was just, it, I just, I got to say, for me, again, it's not something Elisa's going to do every night i mean uh, no <laughs> the, the the funny thing is that we get done and we have another enjoyable evening of oral sex and i just i, I look at her and i go that was pretty uncomfortable for you right and it was because you know so i've got these heels on and like all i can think about is either i'm gonna like kick him or scratch him or do something with the you know and here's my thing is, is so what <laughs> i'm gonna like put a hole in the, the comforter i like i was I was like really trying to stay in the moment, but I had all of these like, careful what you're doing with your feet because you got these boots on, you know, with two inch heels and, you know, so. Yeah. It, it was, we'll we'll it keep was, working on that though. Okay. I think that's, I think that's the key. The more, the better. So you just, it just flushes Kind of like out. Abby's teacher last year said, the more you do, the better you become at that. Exactly. There you go. And I think that's what we'll just have to work through. But, but part of that for me last week was to say, you know, this is something he would enjoy. So he's told me, uh, I, again, I'm still not visual. It's a visual thing. Men visual. And I just said, you know what? It's my night to take the lead. You know, if that's what he wants to see me, it's not like he's asking me to, you know, do something completely off the wall. And I mean, you guys know whether we're talking about oral sex or getting dressed up in something or doing whatever we have always, always said, you go to the level of the least, con- no, of the most conservative person in your relationship. Right. And, you know, so I took it to a level that I was comfortable. You know, it's the same thing with oral sex. We take it to a level that we're comfortable. You know, that's why if, if I say no to Tony, it's, there's no harm. Mm-hmm. You know, and that has to be the same guidelines for your marriage. If your spouse is not comfortable with oral sex, don't force the issue. You can revisit it at different times, but not every single time you're trying to have 
you know, make love. Don't do it. You'll be a nag. Yeah. But talk and talk about it when you're not in the middle of making love. You know, talk about it when you're on date night. Talk about it when you're laying in bed before you go to sleep. You know, have the conversations like Tony and I did this week, you know, where he's just like, wait, I, I'm, we've been married 15 years and I'm just finding out about that. You know, that's, that's where that came from. Now you're telling me because when you've created a safe place in your relationship and it's taken us a while, you guys know we've been through a lot of crap, but we are in a place where I can say, you know what? I did this with an ex. Mm-hmm. Wasn't so good. You've definitely, you know, you've raised the bar. Um, a lot, a lot. There wasn't even a bar before. So, yeah. yeah. But, you know, be willing to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. And if you're the one hearing the conversation, just be open to what you're hearing. You don't have to agree. You don't have to go along with, but listen. Because just the listening, the truly listening validates your spouse. You know, Tony could have been like, yeah, you know, I don't really want to hear about it. Okay. You know, if he doesn't want to hear about it, I'm not going to force it. Right. You know. And, and I will have to say for all you women out there, pick up this book and, and I'll have a link in the show notes here on taking charge of your fertility. Really, I saw a huge, huge impact that this book had on Elisa and understanding her cycle and why there were times in the month when she had more sexual desire and why she had less sexual desire. And as a husband, wow, does that make a difference to know? Because now I can understand when she comes up to me and she goes, well, I'm at this point in my cycle. Yes, I still want to make love to you, but no, I really don't want oral sex. Let's just, let's just have quickies. Mm -hmm. It makes sense to me now. It's not a, she isn't rejecting me personally. It's just where she is. We understand that we have our, our commitment to each other to stick with our intimacy lifestyle which is our two times a week. You know, I'm initiating one of three days. She is initiating one of three days. We got a day off. So it really helped me to understand, okay, there are times during this, this month, this 30 day period or window when I know she really will enjoy oral sex. Right. I, I enjoy performing that. So for me to know that period of time goes, it it just works hand in hand. Cause then I can go, okay, that's when I will make sure to do that. Other times of the month when it isn't, it's not that I'm, I feel rejected or that she's pushing me away or anything like that. I don't have this, that feeling every once in a while. I will say it, it still comes up because I may go for it. And she's like, no, 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 no. Just just do it quick. And in my mind, I'm going, no, really, I don't want to. But then once she'll say, you know, it's just sort of like, it's this time of the month. I can then, I release it. Mm -hmm. I go, oh, okay. And, you know, it's, once again, it boils down to communication. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was reading this book going, hey, listen to this. Listen to what my body's doing. Listen to, and, you know, part of that's just the relationship that Tony and I have. I mean, we're very, he, you know, he probably knows more than a lot of husbands do about my cycle. I, I will be very, I, I don't know how many women, I, because that's not really something we women talk about is how I we, don't know. Comment. Let us, let us know because uh, maybe we're, maybe we're just in some bubble yeah. and others of you don't, but it would be something that I would recommend to all of you out there to talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, and for you guys out there who are like, wow, that's the girl thing, rah, 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 and trying to be all ego and your manly man side coming out, get off your soapbox, step off of it for a little bit. Your wife will really appreciate you. Well, because the fact of the matter is, is that her cycle it, impacts, it impacts your marriage. You. <laughs> and it impacts it you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tony knows pretty much. I mean, he is, he is so in tune to where I am in my cycle that sometimes he tells me, Are you, aren't you supposed to start like in a couple of days? You know, cause well, we, I'm, all, I'm also gauging again, intimacy lifestyle. I'm gauging, absolutely. I'm, I'm going, okay, can absolutely. I get another day in but here that's, before? And that's, that's <laughs> part of why we're so open. 
yeah. about it. And, and partly because I know that my cycle impacts our relationship. It impacts it from when I get my chocolate and sugar cravings. You know, dude, you better have the chocolate in the house. Don't eat the last of my chocolate. Yeah, the you, last time I think the bag was open and it got spilled all over the floor and you were pissed off. I, I was because somebody opened my bag of chocolate and I went to go grab it out of the thing and I did not know it was open. Chocolate chips all over the floor. Mad mommy. Um, you know, the things... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Don't mess with the chocolate. Um, to... You know, knowing, you know, the closer I get to ovulation, I'm like game for anything. You know, I, I'm much more. And, and that's that's a that's a physiological thing that we women are wired for because our bodies are, you know, preparing to get pregnant. We're, you know, releasing those pheromones. We're doing all of that stuff. The the mucus is there to hold the sperm. I mean, it's all. So use protection or some sort of. Yes, we do not take responsibility for any babies born as a result of listening to the show. Amen. But yeah, we, no responsibility. I take no responsibility if you do not you're, use birth you're control. Adults, you're adult. Use birth control. Um, or, or whatever na- your or natural, or natural family, family planning. planning. Um, but knowing and understanding, using that book to understand my cycle, to understand why I desire different things at different parts of the month, that is huge. And I am not alone because I know you know half of you out there are women. Um, it's not stuff they teach in sex ed. It's not stuff they teach in your health classes growing up. I, I, some of the stuff I read in this book, I had never heard presented before. And I probably read it when I was 35, 34, 35. I was going to say somewhere in your mid thirties. And I, you know, total epiphany on, on this stuff. And I'm thinking, why didn't they teach, you know, why didn't a gynecologist tell me some of this stuff? I don't know, 15 years ago. Yeah. You know, so it's, it, it just, it impacts everything from oral sex to how you feel about your spouse. I mean, just the whole thing. Yeah, it, it totally does. And I would just say for this one is, you know, oral sex is fun. It is. I, I, I enjoy it. Lisa enjoys it. It has, it has taken time. And that's what I, I want you guys to know in here is that sometimes sometimes it takes time to meld when it comes to your sexual intimacy all forms of it not just you know it, it could be just your intercourse mm-hmm. i mean you, you may just be off right now and you're not connecting you know either he or she you just aren't feeling it you know and I understand you want that that deep connection because there was a point in time in in our marriage when there was really no connection. It was just a physical act. I understand that, mm-hmm. and I know you want more. You want that emotional connection too, where both of your bodies become one. I mean, it it truly is God just taking both of you together and connecting you. Absolutely. And there's just this this charge, this energy that just binds the two of you together. And that takes some working through. Mm-hmm. It, it takes talking and learning about each other. And we're here to say that it can happen. Mm-hmm. It can really happen in your marriage. And with that, we're going to end tonight with an amazing email that we got from Kevin and Tammy. Yeah. Do you have it up? I do. Okay, go for okay. it, please. Hi, Tony and Elisa. I just wanted to give you an update on Kevin and my 60 days of sex challenge and just want to say we did it. We ended up doing 47 out of 60. Though it may not have been the full 60, I consider it a huge success since honestly in the past we were lucky if we did it three to four times a month. And considering we knew we weren't going to do it during my period and the fact that we did this during our county fair time, which we are both involved in in some capacity, I consider this truly a huge, huge success. We are still trying to iron out our intimacy lifestyle and trying to figure out what will work best for us yet. So far, we are just going to keep doing what we are doing until God reveals to us which direction we should go next. The change in our marriage, we couldn't have done it out. We couldn't have done it without you both. Thank you again for your ministry. Though you may not see the monetary blessings for one, from one, I know that the blessings you will receive in other ways will be far, far greater. 
Again, my husband and I thank you for the amazing things you have done just in our marriage alone. You have helped us in more ways than you'll ever know. I just got done listening to podcast number 75 last night, and I must say kudos to both of you for approaching this very tough subject. I don't think there's a marriage out there today that hasn't thought of the D word at least once or twice. Mm. As I told you in my last letter, my husband and I just celebrated our 22nd anniversary in September. Hey, and wait a minute, 22 years, folks, and they just completed 47 out of 60 days. Big time kudos to them. So any of you guys younger, you know what you got in in store. They've they've set the bar. Yeah. I mean, 22 years. Seven more than us. Seven more than us. We'd still have kids at home in seven years. Yeah. So I'm just saying for those of you out there going, oh, we could never do this or this, that we're too old, we're too young, whatever. Look what these guys have done. They made it a priority. Yep. Keep listening. Uh, Let's see. And congrats to both of you on your 15th and vow renewal. Very cool. We hope to do that for our 25th. I would be lying if I said I never thought about divorce. Over 22 years of marriage, we have gone through some really, really tough times. About four to five years ago, we were really struggling. and I wasn't sure if we were going to make it. I wasn't sure working at it was really worth it anymore. But now that is different. And I'm so glad those dark days are behind us. It's exactly what Tony was talking about early on. Sometimes you just have to push through. Yep. But marriage is hard. It's not the Cinderella story. It is the better and the worse. I can't remember if it was podcast 75 or one previous where the woman with the nine month old wrote to you about her not wanting to give her husband sex if she wasn't going to get what she wanted out of it. And that it was something else she had to schedule in on her day. Though I was never that harsh and demanding about getting what I wanted out of it. I was one of those women who thought that sex was just something more to add to my already overloaded to-do list. Do we have Sarah's email? Because she she emailed too. Can you? I, I will find you Sarah's. You look that up while I'm going right. through here. Because the one that Tammy. Is we, referencing we got an email. We from. got a really cool email from her this past week too. Okay, go. Sorry. She said, and I loved your advice of her needing to take the initiative and make it work than her more or less demanding him to fix it. I was also that girl. He needed to fix it. Thing is, in all honesty, he knew about as much about fixing it as I did. It wasn't until I listened to your podcast, prayed a huge, huge amount with yes, equal amounts of listening this time, because telling God your problems and throwing them in his lap is not going to get you answers. But listening to what God has to say is key. And then I took the initiative, which by the way, after I prayed, that's, what God pretty much told me I needed to do. He told me that I needed to take the initiative and step up and change it, even if my feeling felt otherwise, that I should not wait for my husband, not wait for him to serve me, but I needed to serve him despite my feelings of thinking that I thought he didn't deserve it or maybe not be entitled to it. I needed to love him and respect him despite all that we had gone through and what was going on in our lives and whatever it was I was blaming him for that week. And you know, that is what turned our marriage around for the better. When I started thinking of my spouse first, making him a priority, making our marriage a priority, though at the time it was a bit lackluster, when we made our intimacy a priority and started really talking again, that is when our marriage began to thrive again. Marriage is like a plant. If you don't feed it and nurture it, or if you wait for someone else to take care of it, it'll probably most likely die. Honestly, I think today's me society is a huge killer in marriage today. When we are so caught up with ourselves, our needs, and we have, th- and we have that those around me are obviously here for me kind of attitude, we have no room to allow anyone else in, and no one wants to be around us, including our spouse. We need to set ourselves aside and humble ourselves and be that spouse that we want our spouse to be. It's amazing when we sacrifice and do that, how in the end, it pretty much ends up that way. Thanks again for all that you do. We love you guys. Tammy. Awesome. Did you find Sarah's email? I did. And congratulations, Tammy, Kevin. Wow. I mean, you guys have been keeping us updated on this whole journey and God bless you guys for, for making this happen. We are just... So thrilled. And you know, when I got that email and I, and I wrote back to Tammy and, and Kevin 
And the one thing that was going through me in my body at that time was tears were flowing Mm -hmm. and a chill down my back. Because to me, that is why we're here each and every night that we podcast and share what we share. And you guys made me realize that when we were about to give up some weeks back. And it really just, it just hit me that if we would have stopped, that may not have happened. Mm -hmm. That the transformation may have gone to a certain point, but wouldn't have gone any farther. And so Tammy and Kevin, congratulations, you did it. I'm excited to hear about your intimacy lifestyle and how you guys make that happen. Please, Mm -hmm. please let us know how it goes. I mean, Elise and I have been doing ours for two years, two plus years now. So we may even have to change ours up. So give us some ideas. (laughs) All right. So Sarah is who Tammy was referencing. And our first conversation from Sarah came in May 13th. And there was a conversation. Elisa read that sometime back. And there are some, you know, Elisa, Elisa gave Sarah some harsh words and I, I prefer to think of it as tough love, tough love. Yes, that's fine. Tough love. And you know what? She even had me read it before it got sent out because it was, it was one of these situations where we both just felt like, wow, we could just appease her and do what everybody else does. Or we could shoot from the hip and let her know truthfully and honestly what she needs to hear. And now when that happens, you guys got to understand when we put ourselves out like that, I mean, we can, we can get railed and we have, and we have, you know, but listen to this because this is how God works. Sometimes when you shoot from the hip and you take off the mask and you just, you just go for it. Hi, Elisa. I wanted to give you an update on how things are going for my husband and me. It's been about five months since I wrote you last and we're doing pretty darn good. It was tough to implement most of the suggestions I heard, but what stuck with me the most was a reminder that losing interest in sex would be interpreted as lost interest in my husband. I realized that what was turning me off of sex the most was just sheer exhaustion. So trying to take my cues from the creative solutions on your podcast, I made my husband a deal. And I love the way She's taking what we're talking about and how she's made it work for her. Mm-hmm. And that's the key. Elisa and I are just two people. We're, we're like the stimulus. You guys got to come up with your own ideas. Your Figure out how it works in your relationship. Right. We, we're just here to sort of get the ball rolling. Any night for a month that he let me know he wanted sex before 10 p.m., I would be ready in 10 minutes. That seemed to do the trick for both of us. He was able to see I still cared about him and I learned I was able to enjoy sex as long as I wanted, as long as I wasn't being forced to choose between intimacy and sleep. Thank you for your advice, Sarah. Mm. So those are two awesome, awesome. And I love that because, you know, it's true. I, some of you, you guys um, heard my reactions on the air and, and I was, I was, I was harsh. Mm-hmm. I was, I, you know, like Tony said, I, I shot straight from the hip and I, and it was tough love because I felt pretty strongly about what she was saying in her letter to us. And I'm so, so excited to see how their marriage is being transformed because she figured out it was exhaustion. Mm-hmm. It was exhaustion. And, and you know, when she says in there, you know, for her not having sex was about getting more sleep you know, little baby in the house, not sleeping through the night, you know, all of the demands of new motherhood, it wears you down. We've been there. Been there. Abby still wakes up in the middle of the night. So, you know, I'm almost six years into this and good grief with her anyway, nine years into motherhood. But she came up with a solution to say, you know what? I know I need my sleep, but I realize what my rejection is doing to our marriage. Yeah. And and I'm so excited that she was able to, you know, see those words and realize ladies and I'm gender. I am going to put the gender roles on here because most often it is the woman controlling the sex. I know some of you have told us in your marriages it's reversed, but 
when we reject our spouse's advances for sex, we are rejecting them. That's the way it's perceived. Whether or not it's just, I'm too tired because you're really just fatigued or whether it's, I just don't feel like having sex. We're saying, I don't, I choose not to be close to you. Mm-hmm. And so for Sarah to realize that and come up with a solution that, you know, some of you might be listening going, that is brilliant. You know, I might have to bump it up to nine o'clock instead of 10 o'clock, but you know what, whatever works for you. But for, I mean, how exciting for her husband to hear, okay, you know what, for the next month, you let me know by 10 and at 10 minutes, you meet me in the bedroom. I can only imagine that he probably thought he'd died and gone to heaven. I think, yeah, I think it's cool. I, I just love the ingenuity there of them coming up with a solution that worked for, for them. So Sarah, hats off to you that you guys have come a long way in the last five months and you know, keep at it, keep at it. It's, it's awesome Yeah. to hear. Yeah. And for all of you out there, if, if we have impacted you in any way over the last 93 episodes, please consider being a monthly contributor. You can go to one extraordinary marriage.com and on the right hand side, you can contribute as little as $3 a month. And that just helps for us for hosting and other little things that we have going on here. It's, it's not a big operation we run, but we do appreciate it. And for those that have contributed, thank you. And God bless you for, for serving. We, we truly do appreciate that. And with that, you guys, we love you. We hope you have a fantastic week. Please comment. Let us know what you think. Call us, 858-876-5663. We would love to play some of your questions and your comments on air here with us. Again, we love you and take care and God bless.